0: Hello. Welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. Uh, right now, we're, we're sans one person, and we don't know why. Um, uh, so we'll just pretend that Carrie's here and leave a space for her to leave. No, sound. guys,
1: I just made it. Thanks for waiting. Oh, I can't, I
2: can't yeah, thanks
0: for caring. Ah! Ah! So we were supposed to record approximately 40 minutes ago, and Carrie has just started ghosting us. So it's going to be really awkward if she was in like a horrible car accident or something. Otherwise, uh, we're just going to get the show rolling. And then whenever she brings something up, we're we'll able- I'm sorry, we already talked about that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You're assuming she's coming. <laughs> I don't
0: think she's coming. I think she's literally just ghosting <laughs> us for the whole thing. Like, literally, we were texting like an hour ago, like, yep, sounds good. Nothing. <laughs> Radio silence. Ugh. So, um, anyways, I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. I'm Joshua. I'm Carrie. Okay. So, <laughs> we, had, we had to finish the... The B P Y rhymes. B P rhymes.
1: And I'm DJ. Well,
0: he, he's not here. <coughs> he, he, he's not even supposed to be here. Although that would be a surprise if DJ showed up and Carrie didn't.
2: You know, yeah. that all, at this point, that'd almost be better.
0: It would. Al- would well, be funny. It would
2: <laughs> be it, it's the the matter of what uh, what Bob Dylan soundtrack does he have, and yeah. and which Beatles one. So
0: right. Yeah. So, well,
1: a DJ was out of town, so who
0: knows what Carrie's up to. Right. Mm. So. What we are talking about today is soundtracks to movies. The good ones, the bad ones, you know, the Black Door Music Argument thing. So uh, as we're kind of moving into it, I just want to jump right to this topic because I'm pretty excited about this one. And I, I think that what's hard about this particular topic, just putting this all out there, is when we talk about songs or an album it's really easy we can make a playlist of like 30 songs over the course of like you know all of us kind of coming together and we go oh perfect yeah we have this this list and we can listen to them or an album and they have like you know 12 to 15 songs the problem with doing something like this is if you say oh I love this soundtrack each soundtrack has 12 to 18 tracks on it so if we list off four the playlist is Really long, redonkulous, redonkulous. So we just kind of have to follow along. In this particular case, generally we try to give it a listen to a lot of the, the the ones beforehand. This one was just not something that we could manage whilst also having jobs. So really, what we're saying is, if any of you are happen to be Jeff Bezos and want to just uh, donate a ton of money to us, so we can all quit our jobs and start podcasting Ooh. full time, we would love to revisit this topic.
2: Yeah, I'll endorse, mm-hmm. I'll endorse yeah. Bezos for that. So yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Uh, but other than that, we have we're just kinda of going off of a lot of just soundtracks that we like and things that we enjoy and you know the birds and the bees and such.
2: Right. So I'm gonna jump in and just come out with Surf Ninjas. Pretty awesome soundtrack. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched this movie or not, but no. this movie is like the iteration of the nineties and early nineties and it's pretty amazing. I mean, you've got Ernest Ray Junior and Senior and the the kid from Karate Kid and Rob Schneider as a teenager. And so, so as you can imagine, Surf Ninjas, it's literally about ninjas who surf. And so, it's a pretty amazing movie. You
1: know, the marketing department did a great job naming it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, this is at the height of, you know, like Ninja Turtles popularity and everything. So, like, they were just jumping for anything they could get. But the soundtrack, they actually, like, did a pretty good job with it in the fact that when you're watching the movie, if you know this movie at all, when you're listening to the soundtrack, you actually, for me, I can, I know exactly which point of the movie I'm, I'm in based on the soundtrack. So mm-hmm. it starts off with the, the first, uh, first song by Tone Lock, who is also an actor in the movie, which I just kind of love.
1: Funky Cold Medina.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and this is the song that they go model surfing to. And I don't know if you guys have tried to model surf, but I haven't. So,
0: <laughs> and just for the listeners at home, what is model surfing? M- motto, moto surf. Motto surfing. Yeah.
2: So that's basically where you have a convertible, and then on the outside of it, as the one person's driving, the rest of them are standing out and they've got oars and they're pretending to oar the car. Neat. Motto surf.
1: Cool. Nice.
0: This kind of reminds me of when you talked about the... You
2: just killed the conversation. Who's got the hat?
0: So this reminds me of when you talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle musical. And it was like, you guys know this one, right? And we're like, dude, I didn't even know this existed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. But cool. I'm really happy that you're excited about it. Uh...
2: Yeah, well,
1: then... (laughs) That was one of those movies you uh, rented back in the early 90s. And they're like, yeah, don't worry, bring it back. Yeah, just don't bring it
2: back have that one yeah but then it ends with uh the boban uh and so like that's like the staple joke throughout the entire song is this the the Bobberan uh from the Bobs like the entire movie they sing it like I don't know like 20 times in the movie and so like you get sick of it and then all of a sudden you start
0: liking it again <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's not a great sell in the movie but I appreciate no. it
2: I know Rob Schneider's in it so you know yeah. I, might, I might have to watch a supercut I guess but I don't. I don't know if I'm. All accent. right. Well, if you guys think that one sucks, what movie is so great that you guys have a soundtrack for?
0: Well, oh, I'm not talking about movies. I'm here to talk about music, Josh.
2: <sighs> well, I'd, I'd <laughs> like to. I'd like to talk about the
1: the uh, the unqualified soundtrack master. It's not one movie. It's the body of work of John Williams because this guy.
0: So here is actually an immediate. I thought we were talking
2: about music here. You guys got on me for for movies, and now no, Barry's I... talking about the body of John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this man topless at a beach?
0: Okay, so but I think that this is actually a good point to bring up is, um, so when we talk about soundtracks, there's a couple different things. There is the mm-hmm. composition side of a soundtrack. There sure. is the like greatest hits mixtape, and then there's music that's created for it. That's more of like. The radio music that would play with it, but it was created specifically for the music for the movie, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that there's like, I know we're gonna go into John Williams. And you're going to want to talk about some of those stuff, but like even as you talk about like Junkie XL or you know you know modern composers that are doing mm-hmm. that are doing some of that music for for a lot of soundtracks, there may be something you may turn on to listen to closer to like a pop song, but again, it was a composition for a movie. Uh, anyways, carry on.
1: Well. I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, when you think about soundtracks, I mean, this guy is, I think he's won more Academy Awards for soundtracks than anybody else. And, you know, there may be people say, yeah, but you never sit down and l- listen to, you know, John Williams scores. And I'm like, mm, there you're wrong because.
0: I listen to jazz. Of course I listen to John Williams no, scores. <laughs> I listen to
1: John Williams scores long before. I listen, I listen to, to John jazz Williams cause, score. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I mean, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, those are Those were actually pretty big sellers, but I mean, he did Star Wars, Schindler's List, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T., Indiana Jones, Jaws, Jurassic Park, the Harry Potter films, NBC uh, Summer Olympics uh, uh, theme song, which I know is not a movie, but I mean, he he can paint a mood with uh, the orchestra, and uh, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, I got nothing wrong with pop songs, and actually, you know, if you think about it, Star Wars would would be great to have a little couple pop songs in it, kind of like Guardians of the
2: Galaxy.
0: Christmas special? Christmas special? Christmas special, yeah. Christmas special.
2: There's definitely some dirty dancing going on in there, so.
1: (laughs) But anyway, no, but I just thought, if we're talking about soundtracks, we have to mention John Williams. He's, you know, he's somebody who, probably not so much anymore, but, you know, for a, a good chunk of time, wrote... You know the best soundtracks anybody had heard. So,
0: so do you have more composition-based soundtracks that you wanted to talk about? Um, nah, I forget. What, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, if you want to talk about
1: the Graduate, I mean, that no, there's I, one seems that. To me,
0: uh, I, I would actually put that one in a different category. So I, I think, like, if well, you're yeah, you're talking you orchestral, like, the orchestral sweet, sweet, like, yeah, music. okay, well, but, but,
2: well, I'm just saying. Well, what about like Batman: The Dark Knight then? So. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty it, or- or orchestral on that one. And I'm
0: not trying to stop any conversation and I'm not disagreeing no, with sure. you at all. I think that it's really like, again, as we're talking about how vast this subject is, I think that there's a point where just as we're kind of grouping some of those, I would agree. John Williams, like, uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and talk about the what is Epic Rap Battles of History when they're talking mm-hmm. about Steven Spielberg and it's, you know, half of your millions belong to John Williams. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. He sets yeah. the mood for a movie. Yeah, Um. And I think that, yes, people listen to it, and, I, and I'm i not naysaying anybody who does. I know that there are times when I want to as well. Again, I think I've called out the uh, Monsterpiece Theater um, album in the past that they do, they did remixes of the compositions for movies and then um, did hip-hop over the top of it, and it was really good. Um, and I think that, again, they're, they paint strong emotion, and mm-hmm. they're very skilled. And there's a difference between, you know, four bar, <laughs> four, four, Repeat yeah. pop 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 ballads right. and 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 something like you know John Williams and what they're doing.
1: But I mean, th- when you talk about like John Williams, sometimes the soundtrack is a, another character because, like, when you saw see when you see Darth Vader uh, in uh, I believe it was Empire Strikes Back, he's looking out and they're about to kill the rebel fleet and they escape, and he's looking out. And the soundtrack just goes, you know, and then he turns around. It's just like it was like, you know, a a third character in the in the in the whole scene. And I, I think you get a lot of of things coming in from from other soundtracks. But I don't think anybody does it better than John Williams in personifying the movie through that music. So and
0: again, as characters have different themes that will show up, I think that, that that's yeah, that's definitely. Now, again, going to the, the next one that you mentioned, The Graduate, again, that one has a very different type of feel to it where, again. Right. Um, you know.
1: But all the songs uh, from that soundtrack were written for the movie by Paul Simon and performed by Simon Garf- Garfunkel. So those were not pop songs prior to that movie. Those were written specifically for the movie.
0: I w- uh, yes. And with the soundtrack, though, they actually have separate cuts of the things that are on there where they don't actually have the full cuts of the songs. In oh, cases. well, yeah, sure. I mean, um, no one's
1: going to you're not going to play 14 minutes of Mrs. Robinson on the radio, you know, disagree.
0: By the way, did anybody
1: notice? Maybe it's cold outside.
0: Um. Yeah, for sure, and I think it "Sounds of Silence" has actually dropped into like two or three different um, cuts on the yeah. album. If you go with the original motion picture soundtrack, um, but it's a, it's in smaller chunks, easier to digest. And to me, I will say like that's one of the down parts is like it really is such the 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 graduate to me is one of those that again very similar to the way you talk about John Williams. It is a character in the movie. Yeah, it definitely it, is, it, and and it's really. You know, like those. I, I think we've talked about the song "Sound of Silence" a number of times on different episodes, as it is just. I don't remember. That's just because you're getting old. Um, but no, we've talked about it a number of times. As as really like even with, and I've mentioned this again before, when the movie Trolls came out, they used "Sound of Silence" as the song to represent sadness, and it's mm. like here we are, fifty years later, and it's still you know 60 mm-hmm. years later now 50 60 I don't remember what year that came out 60 I think 60, like 67, 68, I think it was I think it
1: was earlier than that so hmm.
0: let me see yeah um but here we are years later and that's still a song that now my kids know and sing um they knew the Simon & Garfunkel version before him but of course cuz they're kids they think the Trolls version's neat they're wrong but you know good for them um I mean it, they know the song
2: yeah. so there's a silver lining, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know that anybody would ever complain that I only knew the Sugar Ray version of that Every Morning song, but <laughs> still. Wait, there's
1: another one? <laughs> uh, 1965. 1965, okay.
0: So yeah, it, it's been a bit. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit. So, uh, I mean, y- you look back on that, and that's still such an iconic sound, and it, it when you watch the movie, it, it really brings you into the scenes. Um, I think that... With that being said, the part that bothered me about the soundtrack is because it was kind of cut more the way you would hear it in the movie rather than the full song. Mm-hmm. It was It's super distracting in the, when you're listening to yeah. the soundtrack where you just want the full song and it's not there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was actually going to bring up another movie that I, it's a really good soundtrack that I like to the movie Dan in Real Life. And my assumption is neither of you have seen it. No, I've nope. seen it,
1: and that is that is my favorite Steve Carell performance.
0: It's great. So when they actually went to rec- do the movie, they actually wanted that same type of Simon and Garfunkel feel that they had with Graduate with that that film. And so they actually went through tons and tons of people, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher the name, but it's Sandre Lerche, who was on set and would actually play the music live, and they used all of his music for oh, the wow. soundtrack. And he did the covers, of the the songs that were covers he did the covers and there's actually a scene where they have like a little talent show and there's behind the scenes stuff where he's literally sitting right out of camera shot playing the guitar for it and they wanted to have that feel of the one singular sound through the entire Mm -hmm. movie that painted that emotion similar to the way simon and garfunkel did for the graduate now i i don't think that one's going to necessarily make it on like an afi top 100 list but it is a really strong film and i think the soundtrack really plays well to it and the the thing that's really interesting about it is there's even parts in like the movie where they have non-singers singing as part of the story mm-hmm. and it's it again it becomes part of the emotion and the a character to the film
1: you know that i think everything about that movie is so perfect and i i don't know why it failed so horribly maybe that you know, no one wanted to see Steve Carell in a odd comedic performance, even though some of his performance was pure comedic genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's such a dark modern times film. Well, modern times for ten years ago, and uh, you know the the things that he's the things that he's dealing with. You know, I register it registers more for adults. I mean, I could see why. You know, younger adults, kids, they're not gonna they're probably not gonna get a lot of it. I don't
0: know. I think younger adults are more on board with stealing their brothers. You know, girlfriend, fiance. <laughs> I think that seems like the type of thing that younger kids would be into. If I, I wait, hold play, on. Is, wait, what the I fuck are you saying? Do we need to talk to your wife about this, Barry?
1: <laughs> wait, are we talking about my wife's brother's fiance or my brother's fiance? Yes. Oh.
2: So, is there still no answer for that? Still or no answer. Like... It looks like you're really <laughs> thinking. You know, it's taking you too well, long to come up with
0: a clear no answer on this. Look, is your wife home? They were. We bo- might want to go talk to her real quick. No, she's she's out. They were. Okay.
1: They were both in my bed. <laughs> I just crawled in between them. And
0: <laughs> your brothers? <laughs> I guess yeah, that's less my weird brother-in-law <laughs> and my brother.
1: We're both in my bed, and I was like, okay, let's snuggle, boys.
0: <laughs> okay. So I think that those were kind of the, the the ones that I talked about in terms of that kind of genre. There may be more, but the two that jump out for me are Dan in Real Life and The Graduate, mm-hmm. long shot. So now I'm going to go for the one that I think is on all of our lists, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy. Fantastic. Yeah, it's an amazing soundtrack, both both movies, one yep. and two, and and I think that it's it's one that I I don't always appreciate when movies do. Um, let me take a step back. I really appreciate the fact that all the music is done in like their, by the original performers right. with, the, with those kind of cuts. And it brought a lot of people who didn't necessarily listen to music from the 70s really into right. the music from the 70s. I mean, I really don't know how many people knew the song. I, I shouldn't say. A lot of people did, but people of a certain generation know the song Mr. Blue Sky, and now everyone knows yeah. Mr. Blue Sky. And you can think of Baby Groot dancing around, <laughs> not fighting this thing but to me it's one that you know it really shows the strength of those songs even as you know they're pop songs that really are lasting Mm
1: -hmm. well i think also you know the pop songs of the the late 60s and the 70s they have a certain feel just because of the way they were recorded the equipment they're recorded on they've got kind of a, a richness that i think is is lacking in some of the newer music even when they try to reproduce it but just because of the uh the way it was produced, you just can't get the same feel, and and it really it really sets a mood. And so, you know, I'm not saying it's better or worse, but like sometimes you just want to hit into that kind of music. And I think that that tonality of that that music just really creates that warmth around that around that film as well. I guess I get the dunce hat.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> Honestly, I thought Josh was going to say something, but he's not. No,
1: he wanted to get rid of the dunce hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one trying. of the, one of the so. movies I wanted to I wanted to I actually got two movies and both these movies are movies they're fun they're they're kind of as is great movies and certainly ex-
0: said movies in the last minute is insane excellent soundtracks for movies
1: but these movies are Easy Rider and the Big Chill it's almost as though they picked oh, the All the Big cab-
0: good I have that one on vinyl
1: I know the this it's great but it's like if you want to rate the Big Chill soundtrack versus the Big Chill, it's like yeah, the soundtrack's 8 times
0: better than the Big Chill. I have no interest in seeing the movie. I've never seen the movie, but I definitely <laughs> own the vinyl because it is like it's a oh, great playlist. It's it a is. it's a great mixtape there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. An Easy Rider too, but
0: So I I would actually say we should actually do a try to name a few songs off of some of these things as we're actually talking about these. <laughs> I hit Mr. Blue Sky and that's all we listed off of Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that's like, what, 20, 30 songs on there? Yeah, Mr. Blue Sky. I didn't, I didn't skip that's, a couple other drags. You know,
2: that's, that's the song. Hooked that's... on a Feeling?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one was in the trailer. So.
1: Hooga chaka, Hooga, Hooga. Well, you know, also kind of in that same vein is Good Morning Vietnam because, you know, they're, they put together such a, a Motown... Uh, R and B playlist to go right along with that, you know, place and set you right in uh, in the in the time. It's you know the sound there again. The soundtrack. As much as I'd like watching the movie, although I was probably too young to get most of it the first time I saw it, um, the soundtrack's probably better than the movie.
0: Okay, jumping back to the Big Chill. Okay, we got heard it through the grapevine, Mm. my girl, good lovin', the tracks of my tears joy to the world, <laughs> ain't too proud to beg, you make me feel like a natural woman. I second that emotion, a winter shade of pale, and tell me. Now I will tell you, for me at least, it starts real strong. And I like through the middle and then it kind of teeters off at the end. But, when you're talking about there's sheer number of songs on that, like, uh, again, those are songs people know, people like, and you can put that thing on and I think that there's there's different ways of of like rating soundtracks where there's a soundtrack you're like oh I really appreciate this where if people are hanging out and you put on John Williams, really depending on the group they're not gonna want to listen to that one because it's like okay well, hey we're we're four minutes into an eight minute track, it gets really good it builds suspense it's amazing, you're that's that's the kind of thing that you're not necessarily like tuning out you're kind of focusing on it, where like if you put put on something like Guardians of the Galaxy, The Big Chill. People are like, okay, I know this song. Those are the kind of things that you would expect to kind of hear at like a wedding, like a, a sing-along, <laughs> a play-along, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, not to rehash that episode, but that that's definitely like, it, it's a songs people know. A- and I will say, like, that's what's really great about that, that particular playlist. And again, that was 1984. Is that right? I right, could look. It's I can't, can't remember. 84. Yeah. Great playlist. Great playlist. So, yeah, and, and to me, I think that um, I remember when I was a kid, like, I heard it through the grapevine is definitely one of those. That's a nostalgic song for me. I remember the California Raisin commercials. Oh, I don't know if yeah. you guys remember those. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heard it through the grapevine. have the little figures in them. Yeah, all right? yeah. You get I those? definitely like had a poster parties? up on my wall. That's such, it's so great the way that they <laughs> – <laughs> marketing. Raisins, California Raisins. Heard it through the grapevine. Done. Well, Kids I, are going to love it. <laughs> you know what's
1: funny? I remember going to the store and going, Mom, we need raisins, and make sure they're from California. And I'm, and I'm like, holy shit, marketing really worked on a 8-year-old, <laughs> s- 9-year-old, I don't know
2: how old I was. <laughs> 13. <laughs> well, that's better than what I was going <laughs> to say. I was going to say 20. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, he's actually talking about his wife. Hey, Mom, <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the store, you pick up some raisins, make sure they're from California. <laughs> <laughs> make sure those motherfucking raisins are from California. <laughs> Or else the doors will be locked when you get home. Yeah. Um. So, kind of going in di- another direction, talking about introducing people to music, one of the albums or soundtracks I'd say that is like probably my one of my top soundtracks is Baby Driver, and it did a wonderful mm-hmm. job of introducing yeah. some music to yep. people that they may not have necessarily explored otherwise. And it's songs that people know clips of because so many of those songs are sampled in other songs that it's like uh, Harlem Shuffle by Bob and Earl, Uh, House of Pain, Jump Around. You hear the beginning of it and someone's like, oh, Oh, never mind. (laughs) 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 This is not what I thought it was. And and I think that as you kind of cut through the yes, there's songs that we know, there's songs that we'll sing, but then the it, it really is so many songs that get sampled. Um, I'm trying to remember what was the one that, that there's the one on there that every time it plays, my gosh, Ugh, give me a second. Oh, the Edge, uh, by Deb McCallum. All right, that one is is I think Dr. Dre is essentially sampled every second of that song in every different performer possible. And it's one that as you're listening to it, you go, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I know this from this song or from that song. And it's really great kind of getting back to the roots of where so many of those came from, where I think that it's kind of a practice that we've gotten in that hearing samples is not that uncommon, but you don't always necessarily go back to the original work to hear, like, well, how did, how did this all kind of lay out originally? Right. right.
2: Yeah, so speaking of, like, those, uh, those decade and, like, genre, like, soundtracks, that's why, like, so I picked Forrest Gump. Is uh, mm-hmm. one of those. So this is, you know, like two disc album, it, and it spans through, you know, the fifties into into the seventies, um, and and each song that's that's played, you you're like, I know that song, I know where it's from, and you just kind of track the whole time with the music as like it actually like progresses with um, with the era that um, they're they're
0: portraying at the time too. Mrs. Robinson is on that one as well. Just getting that call out there.
1: <laughs> was that when uh, Forrest Gump was getting into school? No, that's when he met Jenny.
0: <laughs> I think that's when he met Jenny's mom.
1: Just to clarify <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> your mom sure cares about your education. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to turn quick, bad real quick. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so do we want to do a shout out of those songs on that album? You got that? Oh, yeah. I got it right. Okay, go got for it. Up it. Right here.
2: So, uh, a couple of those. It starts out with. Um, uh, however, you feel about Evos Presley, you got Hound Dog uh, on there. You got uh, Doing Eddie, uh, Rebel Rouser, uh, Walking Right In, Land of a Thousand Dances, uh, Rainy Day Woman.
0: Uh, there, there's s- Bob Dylan for DJ. Yeah, mm.
2: that was <laughs> the call for that. Sloop John B with the the Beach Boys, uh, California Dreamin' by the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, you've got uh, Break On Through the Doors, uh, Mrs. Robinson, uh, Simon Garfunkel. Uh, you've got Get Together, The Young Bloods. Um and then like kinda going down into the track a little bit more, you got Enjoyed to the World by uh Three Doug Knight. Uh Stone Love by The Springs, oh, Raindrop, Keep On Falling on My Head by B J Thomas. Uh, Mr President, have Pity on the Working Man by Randy Newman. You've got to, you know you know it's a good soundtrack when Randy Newman's on there. So just just gonna throw that out there, and anyway. that's, wh- that's, that's why a Toy Story thousand. movies There's have the is. best soundtracks ever. God, I will say, like such low hanging fruit. I finally got something out of. God, I no duntsant n- for me right now.
0: Yeah, Um no. <laughs> I I will tell you. I think to me, one. I realize there are some great songs from Toy Story, but then there are some that I just have the hardest time muddling through. I just don't really care for Randy Newman. Although that being said. When I was going through sex ed class in elementary school, I decided that that like was around the time Toy Story, you know, it was coming <laughs> out in the soundtrack. The song Strange Things Happening to Me really was really fitting for <laughs> learning about puberty and, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, Strange Things. So... Uh. That's a keeper for all of your memory banks.
2: Yeah, that's that's an image I can't unsee now in my head. Next time you hear that song too, <laughs>
0: honestly, I every time I hear,
1: yeah, I think of Randy Newman. I think of the, uh, the Family Guy episode yeah. where they're making fun of him.
2: <laughs> left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Nope. So yeah, but then back to um, <laughs> back to the album. Uh, then you got uh, "Get on Your Way" by Fleetwood Mac, "On the Road" by Willie Nelson, or "On the Road Again," sorry, by w- Willie Nelson, and "Against the Wind" by Bob Seger. So yeah, pretty good, oh, yeah. Uh, pretty good song list on on what's that. So if you haven't listened to that that album or seen the movie, you should probably watch the movie too. Mm-hmm. Might be, listen to the album first and then yeah. watch the movie. So
1: I want to introduce. Um, I'll I'll go specifically into one movie, but I think. Um, most especially his earlier ones i i guess i'd have to take a look at his later ones i haven't listened to most of those but quentin tarantino's always been kind of a really big influential uh soundtrack uh designer and he'll pull songs you know kind of like with baby driver you know i know a lot of people didn't know those songs but i mean i was like oh yeah that song but quentin tarantino which song
0: that one that one which one uh Come on, you're going to do a call out like oh people don't know that you no. know that one by meet Cl- by the damn no oh, no no you can't come up with unnamed right come on so where's one quentin tarantino focus focus by focus yeah that one that's a great one i love that song <laughs> it's one of my all time favorites
1: quentin tarantino's reservoir dogs i think one was one of his first ones that he had such a great soundtrack to that, as, as good as that movie is and maybe a little too gory for some people that the, uh, the soundtrack's just genius. Plus, throughout the movie, he's got Stephen Wright, who, who is a comedian who's just super deadpan. If you never listen to Stephen Wright's comedy, you give it a listen. It's hilarious. But Stephen Wright is a DJ in the movie, so they've got these songs. Uh, it's like Super Sounds of the 70s uh, on this radio station they're listening to. And uh, so they've got the Stephen Wright... Uh, uh, introductions to the songs and they're just hilarious and then <laughs> but uh like i mean they got these yeah songs that i had never heard of before like a uh, little green bag by george baker selection they've got some stuff that's now
0: we can pull a, a song name out it's because yeah, bag reading. in front of him he's right. all prepped for it after yeah. i called him on it um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know songs songs name one uh off. Quint, quentin tarantino <laughs> yeah
1: but, like, one of my <laughs> okay. favorite songs off that one is this uh, Sandy Rogers song, uh, Fool for Love. And, I mean, that's just hard to find, period, because I don't think she had much of a career. But these these songs he dug back. I don't know where he gets all his music, if he's just a big uh, collector or, or he's got people that serv- uh, gives it to him. Uh, although, at this time, he wasn't a big director yet, so he's probably doing most of his work himself. But... Uh, but he puts together these soundtracks with these very obscure you know hits from you know the 60s and 70s and it again it paints a picture but it's also unlike Forrest Gump unlike the big chill it's not the songs everybody knows it's the songs you know y- you probably you know n- not a lot of people know from from that era
0: so. like what kind of songs?
1: Well, like I said, the... the Sandy, Quentin Tarantino. San, Quentin Tarantino. Sandy Rogers' Fool for Love, or uh, what was the... Uh, Harvest, the you're literally Harvest,
0: looking at a list I, yeah. and you <laughs> can't come up with it. You're literally <laughs> like reading, like, what you know, song I is this? I was looking
1: for a specific song. uh Harvest, Kumbaya. Harvest Kumbaya. Moon by Bedlam. <laughs> but then they throw in wheel, you know songs that are, are more well-known, like Suck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel.
0: I mean, I, I realize I'm kind of being a jerk by calling it out, but at the same time, like when we're like, "Oh, definitely the soundtrack's great," and we don't listen to like many of the songs, <laughs> I feel like we're kind of doing a little disservice. for, no, for that's my mom. true. Listen, well, my mom listens to this podcast. We yeah, can at least give. We that have to, a right? listener. Come on.
1: I, I know she she emailed me about it.
0: I don't think she knows how to use email. I set up the podcast to automatically play. That's well, only the only reason we have for us a listener. <laughs> in my
1: defense, when I did my research for this and was uh, was get pre- compiling my list, it was probably six months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've we've actually been looking to do this episode for a long time, and which is why when when Carrie is is late, we weren't going to stop. This episode is fucking happening. Because I'll tell no. you why.
1: Instead of doing this via Zoom or whatever we or FaceTime or we had, we're actually set up in my driveway. Uh, Josh and I are six feet away on the uh, on the opposite side of a, uh, of a conference table. Is that table. six or is that eight? This it's is a six-foot six table. Six-foot table. This okay. is what six feet actually looks like. Carsten Karsten has slipped out a headphone cable and a mic cable from the crack in his uh, Volkswagen's window.
2: Okay. that uh, I'm glad you said the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the we, I Volkswagen. I slipped it out my Volkswagen, crack. Volkswagen, we, yeah, we would yeah. like an endorsement. Like we, don't, we just mentioned you on our podcast. Yes, yeah. please.
0: please. We talked about slipping things through your crack. If you can go ahead and give us a shout-out, I don't know that there's any better advertising for you. <laughs> and uh, simply because
1: we didn't change the setup, we have Carrie's mic picking up ambiance noise.
0: Yeah, but we can just not include that in the recording. <laughs> I mean, we could leave it up the whole time. So
1: literally, we were here. We're like, well, we have to record because we're li- we're literally here in my driveway, ready to record. Outside the bunker, we uh, have to do this. Yeah. so We got to get inside before some snipers sneak
0: up on us.
2: Yo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so continuing on with uh, soundtracks, uh, I wanted to talk about the soundtrack to Singing in the Rain, which was a review at the time. It's a bunch of hits. Nowadays, people just associate those songs as being from Singing in the Rain. But really, that was like a movie that was written around a bunch of songs that were popular to make more money off of a movie and the songs.
1: Like White Christmas.
0: Yeah, very true, yeah. And but, and, and to me, I think that, and, and this could be a judgmental thing against me, I feel like White Christmas is very true, but also a couple of the songs that people know from outside of White Christmas, like I, I know that you, uh what is it, uh, it's... Uh,
2: no, you can't think of the name.
0: No, I can't. What it's song is it?
1: But name the song. White Christmas. No, come it's ahead. From, uh, n- n- name the song.
0: I'm working. Come on. on. What is the song? I named the He's song. He's not even I'm looking not at, at his I'm about phone, the movie. Dude. No, it's oh, Holiday Inn.
1: Oh, yeah. Because we've talked about that because of Blackface.
0: God, we have to bring it up, right? Every time. <laughs> Holiday <laughs> Inn has Blackface. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about the song. Uh. Yep. Right. Anyways, well, so like, I know I that that's that's you prefer music
1: performed in Blackface.
0: I don't um just to clarify <laughs> just clarify we don't endorse that i should say josh and i don't endorse that i right. don't think barry does either i but don't bring it up a lot. to defend herself so that's true carrie is not here to defend herself um so uh but the thing about it is like with those movies at the time it was a pretty common practice but with singing in the rain it's hard to separate that those songs from singing in the rain because that's where they are um that being said, it's uh, Make Them Laugh. If you're not familiar with that song, you should look up a Be a Clown because it mm-hmm. was a literal ripoff of another song that was written by someone else. Cole Porter. Yes. And it, it's if you listen, you're like, how did they get away with this? Essentially, it was, I, I'm pretty sure you toured the set, and it was like, this sounds like, and they were like, yep. And that was the end of it. No one ever pushed it. It just kind of happened. And a
2: lot less lawyers back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was going to just say. make sure the seventh key is always just a little off and then you're good. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun, dun ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so like talking about those kind of music, th- those kind of movies or the soundtracks in general, like very common practice then. Nowadays, I think that if you were to try to relate those to what we see in modern soundtracks, that would be like a pitch perfect. Or like we have our Glee television shows, for example, that's kind of doing the same thing. It's taking the well-known hits, not necessarily by a single artist, but they're kind of doing that. Now, again, I know this teeter-totters on the whole idea of of musicals, and I don't want to go down the path of musicals. We just have done a couple episodes fairly recently about them. So kind of leaving those ones off to the side, really kind of focusing on soundtracks from, from movies, although we could touch a little bit on TV if we wanted to. But
1: so you're saying we can't use any music from
0: musicals? That is not at all what I said
1: good because i like rocky horror picture show mm-hmm. and i listened to that uh soundtrack so quite again, a bit
0: again i would actually go with yes that is a that can't that is on stage but also it's more well known for a movie where right. you're talking about musicals where and i will say also with rocky horror picture show as i was talking through the this before i came out here with my wife one of the things she brought up was she brought up greatest showman and i said she goes i really like that one i'm not super familiar with it and i would really put that in the straight musical category. Mm. And then she said, "Well, where would you put Moulin Rouge?" And i was like, "You're literally just trying to get me to like argue back to say, "Okay, yeah, I guess Greatest Showman can land in here too." But Moulin Rouge is another one where it was taking big hits, kind of compiling them together and putting them into the story of a movie. That's what Baz Luhrmann does. Yes. That's exactly what i think about is how all those musicals worked in Romeo and Juliet are strictly ballroom Oh, is that the only Boslerman yes. movie you know? Name <laughs> another one, Barry. Well, name name another one, Barry. <laughs> did he produce the Chicago movie, or I don't know? Oh. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I got
2: distracted by ballroom. So, uh,
0: there were actually three movies. It was part of the Red Curtain trilogy by Baz Lerman, and it was Strictly Ballroom, Romeo and Juliet, and Moulin Rouge. And it was dancing, I believe, the spoken word, and music was the three separating. Parts of those, and then he did the "Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen," which is a song that I like to bring up, just to remind people that that song was a song that charted at one point and was very popular. Should looks like your wife just drove up. Should we go tell her about your whole thing with your brother's brother-in-law and everything, or do you think we can you let can that pass?
1: try? I mean, you want to want her to come over?
0: No, not really. She's got to put away groceries though. So <laughs> fair enough. Okay, so. Moving on, um, another soundtrack that I'm pretty fond of that I'm not sure that everyone is familiar with is I Am Sam.
2: Yeah, I'm not as familiar with that one. I remember that, watching so. it, but I don't remember the music I believe it's it.
0: mostly Beatles covers. Oh, sure. You remember it now?
1: Well, I mean, de- wh- who's the star of it? Is that Sean Penn. Sean Penn, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's a father who is loo- almost going to lose his son. And uh, the movie was about him trying to retain a parental control, correct?
0: from my memory I actually remember the soundtrack more in the movie to be honest oh. I apologize I'm one of those people
2: yeah no I just
0: hear DJ in the
2: back going like but it's the
0: Beatles it's the Beatles <laughs> guys it's Beatles covers it's Beatles to a new generation and it's not just about the money
2: it's never about the money it's never it's about <laughs> the money <laughs> yeah that's funny because
1: there's stories where uh, I can't remember who it was but one of the Beatles was like he wrote a song and he was like eh, there's a swimming Scott pool Scott
0: Best not Scott Best he never made any money <laughs> you said one of the Beatles, I assume that was the one you were talking about. Is it George Martin? No. Well he's essentially the John Williams of the Beatles. You know,
1: another I got a soundtrack, guys. <laughs> oh. Just just ending it there. Yeah. Well, I was going into a, a thing, but then I, for, I, I couldn't remember the people who made the, the movie, so I had to look it up quick. Joel and Ethan Cohen. You might oh, yeah. Have, you might have heard of these
0: two upstarts. Uh, <laughs> Talking about that there, Fargo, hey? No, I, I actually... The, the Minnesota Heritage collect, Film Collection? Jesus Christ. Fargo? Oh, yeah. Don't you know? Go Bears. Uh, my my ch- wife went to... Like, when she was a kid, she went to church with one of the guys who had, like a speaking role in the movie Fargo. And he was just like, oh, yeah, they're up by the lake. And that was like the whole bit. And yeah. like when I started dating her, like she had told me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize him. And I always just wanted to walk up to him and be "I love your work in Fargo,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love there was a scene where where the sheriff is talking to a guy <laughs> like like chipping ice by his driveway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I know people like that because... It's that,
0: Barry. Uh, that is actually Barry. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're curious. Hey, uh, Barry, you manage our Facebook, right? Can you get a picture well, of I've, that? Can I'm you, in please, charge of it. Can you post that and just go, this is me, and just leave it at that? <laughs> That'd be great. Josh will reset his password, create an account, and sign in just to like it. Yeah.
1: So, but one of my favorite uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen movies was A Brother Were Art, though. Oh, one of, yeah. One of the reasons why it was all this uh, bluegrass m- music that you you kind of recognize peripherally but don't maybe know the whole song or don't know it by the artist who actually you know sang that style. Because, I mean, it's got uh, all kinds of great
0: standards. And like what? <laughs> I see it on your iPad. You're looking at the list I'm right now. So, I'm a man of concert. I guess that's not a, one of those that's standards. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Uh, what is Alec Trebek? No, I don't think you have this right, Barry. <laughs>
2: this isn't a now, question now, show. Now,
0: now I lost it. You lost it on your iPad? Yeah. Pull it up on your paper pad. My paper. There's pad? a back button. My paper pad the... says, oh, brother, where art, though? Does it also say Quentin Tarantino circled? <laughs> and starred. No. He did send us a picture of his notes, so I could actually check on his thing. <laughs> uh, yep, Oh Brother, Where Art There is just below Quentin Dude, you actually had like four movies listed under Quentin Tarantino, and you didn't really list off many of them. Hmm. Yeah, well, when okay. I was
2: looking at that list, I was like, he didn't direct any of these. <laughs> Purple Rain? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> of course he directed Purple Rain.
1: Uh, are, are you looking Carrie, for this would it? be are the you time you would up? interject
2: right now. Oh, my goodness, guys. I'm
1: oh here. Oh uh, why can't I find that damn soundtrack?
0: All right. Well, moving on. I'm sure. going to talk about um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Because <laughs> That's a good one, too. Because this is a great one. And I will say, like, I I appreciate the film, but I really love the music of that one. I will turn it on. Fairly regularly when I'm working on like cleaning things up and whatever, that's definitely one I should look for on vinyl, just because I like having things that mm. I really like on vinyl.
1: Good to hear. I'll fly away, but Allison Krauss, one of my favorite off that album. So that and also I'm a man. of Constant Sorrow, Big Rock Candy Mountain. That was not Scott class. Pilgrim. No, no, the world. actually,
2: if you, it's was, the long cut. Yeah, it's I'm the long like, cut. Looking at the list, I'm like, that's...
0: I was like, that was not part of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I did not <laughs> track his transition back. I'm like. What <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's okay. a lot of Beck. Okay, it I'm done. A, I'm done. It's a lot of Beck
2: on the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, Quentin Tarantino didn't direct that one either.
0: So. <laughs> you okay?
2: I thought I heard a car coming up the driveway. Yeah, and it sounds like a vacuum, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, yes, the, the ambience uh, the noise that Carrie's mic is picking up right now is is a vacuum. But, yeah, uh, I was I was going to say, like, one of those other soundtracks that I actually listen to quite a bit and I've never seen the movie to is Clueless. Mm, okay. um, because, like, so the soundtrack, I don't remember who I even got it from, but I, I got the soundtrack from, from somebody and I started listening to it. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of good. You know, you've got the muffs on there, Kids in America, David Bowie's uh, fashion, No Doubt, Just a Girl. See, I think uh, that
0: that's really good for the time period that that movie came out in. Because I want to say that was late. Was it mid nineties? It was mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, mid nineties. And it really is like a snapshot of pop music in the nineties. It, it does a really good job with that. I still remember the, the was it is it The Muffs, Kids in America. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that one was there. Do they have I don't think Len was on that one, but Len had another song that was very similar that kind of came out around that same time. That it, it again, it takes me right back to that 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 time. whatever, Sorry. Ha- whatever yeah. happened to Len? I don't know. Did you have Google on your device?
1: No. No, I deleted it. I can
0: it. tell because every time we ask you for anything, you can't find a damn thing, <laughs> even when it's right in front of you. <laughs> got to get a full keyboard. Control-F. <laughs> Fine. Lynn? <laughs> okay, you talk about Clueless. I'll find out what happened to Lynn.
2: Yeah, no, so, like, uh, then just other songs. Then like, and, and it kind of goes back. You know, you get a little bit of salt and pepper in there, and then you've got Radiohead uh, uh, with fake plastic Teens, uh, acoustic version even. And which is really fun to listen to. Uh, you've got Cindy Laplier <laughs> on there. And then there's another Radiohead song, My Iron Log, uh, and ending with uh, Supermodel by uh, Jill Subble.
0: Subble? Subble? Did I say that right? Subbu. So keeping with our outro, I will give you the best research Wikipedia offers. Len is a Canadian alt-rock band based in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, the band consists of siblings Mark... Costanzo and Sharon Costanzo, and a revolving lineup of touring and studio musicians. They were acting from 1991 to 2005, then from 2011 to present. Whoa! So definitely check out if they have some tours that you can hit up on there. They have released a few albums, and there you have it. Glad I could help.
1: So I think across all categories, the best movie music soundtrack in the world is a Big Lebowski, and there's no, there's not even a
2: you know controversy around about this decision. So I don't know. Surf Ninjas is pretty good. <laughs>
0: also, I think Baby Driver um, is pretty good. Baby Driver is pretty good, except for I was waiting. I was waiting
1: for Baby Driver in Baby Driver until the end of Baby Driver, and finally I was rewarded, and I was like, "That's
0: really great uh, when we talk about as a soundtrack." The uh, the movie part of that that really bothered you about the soundtrack was when you were sitting watching the movie.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. We can't talk about actually watching the movie when we're talking about the music of the no, movie. No, you,
0: you were literally like, the complaint about the soundtrack that I have is when I was listening for it in the movie that it didn't show up until the very end of the movie. <laughs> God, I hate that about the soundtrack. Ugh. So Man, and it was on like the last part Quentin of the Tarantino wouldn't have done this give Quentin Tarantino <laughs> the movie yeah
1: put Quentin Tarantino in charge of re-soundtracking Baby Driver that'd be awesome
0: I disagree I think it's a really good it's good as it is
1: it is good as it is but let's see how he can make it better
0: sure so did you want to talk at all about the Big Lebowski soundtrack <laughs> yeah you know the Big Lebowski really just soundtrack just what you loved about it was <laughs> how when you were watching the movie there was music that was playing and you know I gotta say DJ soundtrack DJ talk about it
1: DJ's gonna be mad that he missed out on this one because the man and me by, by Bob Dylan really sets just the whole mood for the whole beginning of the movie you, get, you know at the beginning credits uh, coming into Los Angeles it, it, it's fantastic and then you know the, the one of the other nice things is they they use you know covers of songs. Well, probably to save money, but also just to add a little different flair, like you know he talks about how he hates the Eagles, but then they have Hotel California cover. I forget who covered it, but it was a uh, it was a Spanish uh, Hispanic band, and uh, so it's how it, it was like playing Gypsy in the Kings. Gypsy Kings. There you go. And uh, but I was playing in the uh, the bowling alley. I think it was when was it the Jesus came up, but uh, I just the whole soundtrack. You know, again, like many of these soundtracks we've been we've been talking about, comes up and and is kind of that third character in the scene that uh, you don't see.
0: So I I think it was good. I don't necessarily think it was great. I think that there is uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll bring up one of Carrie's soundtracks that she had listed on here. Um
1: no. She didn't bother showing the fuck up.
0: Well, I actually, I didn't actually think of it, but I, I would agree. It's actually, it's a pretty good one. Or in terms of, again, talking about music and soundtrack that is a good snapshot of the age. It's a good snapshot of the Zeitgeist at any given moment. I haven't used Zeitgeist in a while, in a few episodes. Um, but Garden State. And that was one that, like, very iconic. The song, uh, what is it? Uh, new Slang by the Shins. and And that's one that I believe it's. It's the whole idea of like how that music's gonna change your life. I can't remember exactly what it said, and it plays, and I feel yeah, like nothing. It, you're not familiar with the soundtrack at all. You, you should definitely listen to it. it. It's definitely that. It's the indie music that uh, Doctor Dorian was really into at that time.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: J D Dorian.
2: J.D. Dorian. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know from Oh Scrubs. Scrubs. God, <laughs> what? <laughs> he's the he's the, he's the male lead in that, and he was. He was very heavily involved with that, and um,
2: I was trying to think of like, what the hell is Dorian? Like, I don't know this artist. <laughs> like,
0: but no. So I mean, like, the soundtrack. That that's that is exactly what it is. So, um, but yeah, new slang in there, and and I think that it, it's a really good soundtrack. That is a good snapshot to the music at that time. But that that was the one that she sent in. I don't remember if she sent in any other ones. I think Guardians of the Galaxy, but we kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we did.
2: Yeah, she just kind of copied everybody else's
0: list. she literally just she just literally just wrote uh something something Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um my my favorite songs by that one song and yep. uh, and
2: then Danny Elfman for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh she sent us a link it was actually just a Rickroll. That, that was actually she just Rickrolled us about recording today. It wasn't actually supposed to happen. <laughs> right. Damn it. Damn it! Although I did get sent a uh, recently a rickroll to of Legos, where it was a Lego version of the the Rick Astley video, and they said you just got brickrolled and <laughs> nice. well played,
2: very well played.
1: That whole thing is lost on me. I never got how that was
0: funny. The rickroll? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it was ever funny. I just know it's a thing. The brickroll is kind of amusing. I'll send you the brickroll.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll watch that. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the song. So, you know, usually I just listen to the whole thing and go, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> it's the best prank ever, man. I made you <sighs> listen to a song. I'm just, oh, damn, son. You got, and I got I <laughs> got you, man. And I'm like, <laughs> you yeah, just lost no. 20 minutes of your life.
1: Tell you what, I'm
0: never going to give you up. Never going to put you down. So, I will say, on kind of a tangent, because I feel like we're wrapping up here. Um, but in our, <clears throat> at work, they had a, you know, when you're washing your hands, what song do you have playing in your head? And I wrote, and I got it a DeVito. <laughs> I said, I knew the whole song. And, like, three weeks later, someone commented, like, that song's pretty long. Like, I imagine that <laughs> that, that person may have, like, Googled it and been like, oh, oh damn, I'm not listening to this thing. <laughs> Moby Dick's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> or Led Zeppelin's Moby Dick. Barry's sitting there like, "Uh, the entire uh, soundtrack to Star Wars, John Williams' uh, extended cuts. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know. The LP of the LP, LP, LP. I was was just thinking since now. Hashtag no EP. It's been released on Disney Plus. I think, uh, you know, Hamilton soundtrack is now a movie soundtrack. (laughs)
0: I'm not going to
1: give up my shot. Lasers coming out of. We already
0: uh, already did that one, man. (laughs) We just did that whole episode. We
1: just did that.
0: We did it. Well, Josh was hiking a trail. Yeah, apples the Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian Trail. Yeah, he w- he was eating apples on a trail, and we literally, recorded
2: that. I was eating an apple.
0: Yeah, and we dehydrated. D- we didn't <laughs> even invite him. We literally just recorded it without <laughs> even talking <laughs> to him. We were like, "Hey, he's busy. We're not gonna bug yeah. him. We need to get some uh, some this This is a timely release. Get it done.
1: Wow, that guy's really vacuuming down there.
0: Got a lot to clean. So I wash my hands to my dingley. That's the. <laughs> 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 that that was two not with just to clarify <laughs> two not with <sighs> uh, Which w- one the original or the or the Chuck Berry version Oh Chuck Berry all the way I will say the the original is so much dirtier than the Chuck Chuck <laughs> Berry version If you're not familiar with this there's an album you can purchase that's like Risqué Songs of the 50s and oh my gosh like it is like some of the songs are so much worse than the the covers of the versions that came out later, but yeah, I, I forget
1: there was that on Apple Music too because you just sent me a
0: link to it. Yeah, 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 they have it on Apple Music. Yeah, yep, it is. It's good though. It's real good. There's a uh, that that album, which is not at all about a movie, <laughs> but still, something you should check out. Is it's a uh, was it the sixty minute man? And I can't do sixty no more. Uh, I'll give you a guess what that song's about And you're probably right
2: (laughs) Man, I don't know if you guys have noticed But it's been getting kind of cold out here So maybe it's cold outside Oh,
1: Yeah, I don't know I mean, other than (laughs) that vacuum The uh, recording outside hasn't been horrible
0: I don't know. It's honestly kind of hot in the car with no AC on. Yeah, well, I'm I guess surprised neither of you have broken the window to make sure I'm alive in here. Uh,
2: it's, cr- it's cracked a little bit. You've got a cable hanging out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you, we got you got, got out a, the crack. You got a cable yeah. hanging out your crack. My lap? And
1: and there's one coming through the window too.
0: <laughs> okay. So as for soundtracks, I feel like we have kind of talked a little bit at length. Again, we didn't go into too much about the individual songs because this is such a huge topic. But yeah. I would encourage you, if you are a social media-er, to you know, hit us up on some of those social media platforms. Again, really trying to get some MySpace traction going. Please, MySpace. I mean, I haven't had an even an excuse to log into it because no one does anything in there. But, you know, mm-hmm. we, we could do that. So disappointing. I think we have a Twitter. Yeah, we do have a Twitter. We just don't you know tweet. It's but yeah, you know, message at us or uh,
2: yeah, send a TikTok to Barry. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> and uh, just let us know what are your soundtracks that you really think that we either missed or that you agree with, or you know, honestly, a fun game can also be just message us uh, songs that Barry can't think of. <laughs> like, literally just pull up the list of any of the soundtracks that he listed and just send the name of a song. That song you were that, thinking of? That was... would probably be more work than Barry put into it because literally he's looking at the list just like uh, soundtrack, uh, track one, track two, track. Oh, he's throwing shit now. Come on, Barry.
2: Quentin Tarantino.
0: Quentin Tarantino. Well, I'll
1: tell you what, I, I know all the names, not all the names, all the words to the Star Wars soundtrack.
0: We're waiting. Yeah, does this include holiday special? <laughs> holiday special? Holiday special? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were actually <laughs> going to do it. just a giant <laughs> yawn. God. Oh man, he non Rickrolled. Rickrolled us. <laughs> Damn it. Ah. ah. Never okay. gonna give you a. Well, with that, I think we're going to sign off here. Uh, thank you uh, for my guests, uh, Barry and Josh—not really guests. I was really just <laughs> wanted to call out the fact that Carrie never showed up as we recorded. It's like an she hour. doesn't even care. It's Honestly, Carrie. I oh, I so
1: hope she pulls up the driveway in five minutes while we're tearing down. Oh
0: God, it would be pretty funny. So, all right. So this has been Karsten.
2: I'm Barry. I'm Joshua.
0: Not Carrie. And this has been the Blackbird no, Music Argument.
1: Am. I'm in time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for sharing your time with us.
1: If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door
0: Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends, and your mistress. Or
1: your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking
0: cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's cold outside.